Welcome to the L Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Kafko. This podcast is about L's, letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are and what we want out of life, leveling up to live it to the fullest, and most importantly, loving ourselves in the process. So let's figure out this thing called life together. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. I know this is a little bit later than I usually post, but I'm getting it done. I'm here. And I I had a really rough therapy session. And when I say rough, I mean like it was it was one of those sessions where you just you end up crying even though you said you weren't going to and you just talk about things that you've been holding in or didn't know about yourself and that's why I will always advocate for therapy because you just I feel like you always learn something about yourself or you learn a new tool on how to deal with life. And so therapy is just so beneficial. You don't have to be like going through the worst thing in your life to go to therapy. Like your life could be good and you could still go to therapy, right? I, one of the reasons that I like, I think I just had this, like it was a full on, I think meltdown. (laughs) And Like, I think I was at the verge of like a full panic attack um, because I just, I have a lot going on in my life and, you know, work is busy, life is busy. um, We're still trying to conceive and, you know, the world is on fucking fire and there's just so many things going on that it's overwhelming, right? And so if you feel like and not even that's not even including, you know, seasonal affective disorder and like it gets darker at night now, right? And colder temperatures, like it's a lot of change and there's a lot going on. And so if you're feeling like you're just really overwhelmed more than usual lately and you don't know why, like that's probably why. Like there's a lot of changes happening. There's a lot of shit going on in the world and it takes a toll on you and it takes a toll on your mental health. And so with so much going on, I just, I've really been struggling lately with not being able to sleep. So like, it's really hard for me to fall asleep. It's really hard for me to stay asleep. And so I'm just like already exhausted from the lack of sleep on top of all these other things that are just draining my energy. And so I've been feeling so just drained on physically, drained mentally, drained emotionally. And that's taking a toll on, you know, other things in my life. And my, you know, my interests are, you know, not there. Like I don't have the energy to do the things I like to do. Um, You know, I feel like I'm struggling at work, like so on and so on. Like I'm on the struggle bus, you guys. And and this happens, right? And so I, I was telling my therapist that like, I, I, I'm explaining all these things that I have going on. And, and I told her like, I feel crazy. And I know that like, that's not a phrase you're supposed to say. And so what I really meant was like, I'm overwhelmed. I feel like I'm being pulled in a million different directions that all cause different emotions. And so like, I'm feeling all these emotions like back to back to back to back or all at the same time. And so when when I feel like angry about this one situation, but then sad about this other situation, and I just, I'm like 
going through all these emotions every single day, like every minute, every day. It's like, no wonder I'm so tired. And, and having these different things, you know, pulling us in life, whether it's current events, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, relationships, whether it's work, whether it's our health, like we're always going to be pulled in different directions. I, I really struggle with that. I struggle with that because I'm an empath. And this is something my, my therapist has pointed out to me many times um, that being an empath means like, not only do I feel my own feelings like very strongly, like when I'm happy, I'm like really happy. When I'm sad, I'm really sad, right? And so like, I feel feelings very intensely. But not only that, I take on other people's feelings. And so on top of all the shit that I'm already already struggling with, I, of course, I was on social media and I came across a friend of mine from col- uh, from grad school who was sharing that his newborn baby, you know, a couple weeks old was having some, some difficulties. Like there, there was some issues with like some arteries in his brain and there was nothing doctors could do. And so they were pulling him off of life support. And my heart just broke thinking about my friend and his wife and their, you know, their first child. And so like, the first thing I always do when I read something about someone else's experiences, of course, I put myself in their shoes, right? And so when you put yourself as an empath in someone else's shoes, you feel what they're feeling, right? Even if it's not happening to you, but you feel what they're feeling. And so on top of all the shit I'm already feeling, like now I'm feeling this extra thing for my friend. And and my therapist was like, what? <laughs> like, Liz, you have to stop feeling so much. And she didn't say it like that. Like she said it therapist-y, like very nice and eloquently. Um, but then one thing that I know I'm I'm struggling with more is because I have so many feelings more often, I then add on this extra layer of guilt where now I feel guilty that I felt that way. And holy shit, you guys, like it is the worst form of torture, self-torture that I have experienced in a while where, you know, I'm maybe I'm feeling angry about this one situation where, you know, I'm angry that a friend or family members is saying very homophobic, transphobic things. And, you know, I, I try to talk to them about, you know, why that's wrong and, you know, what they should, you know, do instead. And I'm trying to reason with them. But of course, these people can't be reasoned with because they don't want to hear anything other than their views. And so I'm, you know, I'm angry. But then now I feel guilty that I'm angry towards, you know, someone that I'm that I love and someone that I, you know, I look I looked up to, I had a relationship with. And my immediate reaction is like, I don't want to talk to this person. I don't want to be around this person. And so now I feel guilty that I'm creating that distance. And of course, you know, that's that's tough in itself, right? I think with a lot of current events, with a lot of like the political issues going on, there's a lot of divide. And it's not just, well, we have differences in opinions. We have different parties. It's we have different views on who we think deserves to live and what rights they should have. Like, that's not just a simple opinion. It's not just, you know, Reese's or Hershey's, right? 
like these are people's livelihoods and their lives that people are having opinions on. And so it impacts me. And, and so I, I end up having these like secondary feelings about my feelings and, and this guilt of like, oh, I, I shouldn't be angry about this thing. Or, you know, I feel sad about this one situation, but you know, I, I try to talk myself out of it and I guilt myself by saying things like, well, I know I should be happy for them, or I know I, I shouldn't be angry about this, or, you know, I should still be grateful that I have all these other things, even if I don't have this other thing that I want. And so my therapist called that out. She was like, you're saying a lot of should statements. And that's, that's where the guilt comes in, where you don't just allow yourself to feel the feelings that you have, right? if you're angry, like you're angry, like that's it. It doesn't have to be this like terrible thing. It doesn't make you a terrible person. It's just a feeling that you have, whether you do something about it, like that's where, that's where it matters. Right. And so I, I like it as my therapist, I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to like, stop feeling like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. That's why I'm here. This is why I'm paying you. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I do, I have so many feelings. How do I just stop? And and I broke down because I'm like, if I'm completely honest, m- most of the time, I just want to sleep. Like, I just want to be asleep so I could stop feeling. Like, that is the only way I can think of where I can stop feeling all these feelings that I'm feeling simultaneously. And of course, because I have so much on my mind and I'm so stressed and I'm anxious, like I can't sleep, right? So I'm like, I'm fucked or I'm fucked. And and so it's, I'm just, I don't know how long I can keep this up where I can't sleep. I'm feeling all these things. And so I asked her like, I need your advice. How the hell do I get through these very tough times in my life where I have a lot going on? Plus there's a lot of shit going on in the world. Plus I'm not sleeping. Plus, 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 plus. And so she told me I need to set not only emotional boundaries, but also physical boundaries. And like, I've heard about physical boundaries. Like I've kind of done that in the past, especially around election time, you guys, like I know who I need to stay away from. I know who I need to unfriend. I know who I need to block. Right. I've done that before, but I'd never thought about emotional boundaries. Like I'm a recovering people pleaser, right? Like I want everyone to like me. Not anymore. Fuck them. But you get what I'm saying, right? So like this idea of emotional boundaries is kind of new to me. And so I want to break down kind of what she told me. So emotional boundaries, she kind of explained it in like, here's two different ways you can set those. And so these are two different ways I will be setting emotional boundaries for myself. Because I feel so much, emotional boundaries will help me to just focus on one feeling at a time. Like... The goal is not don't feel anything, right? Like I don't want that either. Feeling feelings is a very natural part of us and feeling a wide spectrum of feelings is a natural thing. So I'm not saying I don't ever want to be sad. I don't ever want to be angry. Like that's unrealistic. I don't want like trying to be happy all the time. Like that's not healthy either. The goal with setting emotional boundaries is to not overwhelm yourself with so many emotions. And so one way that she mentioned is to carpet, oh gosh, I can't say this word, car compartmentalize. 
I don't know why I struggle with this word, compartmentalize. And so I looked up the definition of what com <laughs> compartmentalize is, and it's to divide into sections or categories. And so she explained it very nicely. She's like, as a therapist right now, I'm compartmentalizing. This is Liz time. I'm in Liz's world. I'm listening to Liz. And she's like, what I do once I'm done with your session is I will go wash my hands. I will go wash my face. I will shake it off. And then I'm ready for my next client, right? Now I'm in their world. Now I'm in their stories and their feelings. And so being able to do things like that, where like, okay, if today, if this week I know is going to be a really stressful work week because I have a big project that's due, that I'm going to focus on letting myself feel the feelings related to work. I'm not going to worry about other feelings related to social events, to current events. I'm not related, you know, worrying about feelings about, you know, conceiving. I'm focusing on just, I need to feel what I feel for work, right? Like that's just an example. And so being able to focus on, okay, what am I feeling right now? What do I need to focus my attention to? And I think this also has, like, I've heard of this in more of a sense of like being mindful and being present where, you know, if you're with your kids, you're focusing your attention and your energy to your kids, right? Like you're not checking your phone. You're not, you know, also multitasking and doing work or, you know, watching TV, like focus on one thing at a time. Like we only have so much energy and attention at any given moment that we have to give it to like one thing at a time. And so the goal is to do that with emotions. Like, okay, which emotion, which feeling am I feeling right now? If I'm working, then maybe it's anger, maybe it's happiness, right? Whatever I need to do, whatever I'm feeling while I'm working my work hours, that's what I'm focusing on. I'm not gonna also think about you know, life things. I'm not going to think about current events because that then it's overwhelming, right? Because then I'm going from angry to sad, angry to happy, and, you know, lots of angry. <laughs> um, so this idea of compartmentalizing, I think I said that right that time. Whew. So doing that, <laughs> focusing on one emotion at a time or, you know, at an hour, a day, a week, like whatever I'm able to do. That's one way to set an emotional boundary. The other thing, which I think we've all heard of and we all need to do, but probably don't, is like a social detox, setting a boundary for how much we're on social media. And 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 some social media I feel like is is better for me versus other ones. So like Instagram is not as triggering for me. Like I have a limitation on like, okay, the things that come up on my feed are are more centered towards things that bring me joy, towards things that make me happy and make me laugh and smile. So like, I don't scroll through Instagram and like feel like shit, you know? Facebook on the other hand, well, let me tell you, Facebook is so, ang like makes me so angry. And, and that's because, you know, I see things people share, there's so much more information, misinformation, and so I think like, I need to maybe to take a step back from Facebook for a little bit, take a little break, maybe unfriend some people or block people. Um, because one thing that I have to remind myself of is you can be 
friends with someone, you can be related to someone, but not have to be Facebook friends with them, right? Like you, you, you just don't. You don't have to be Facebook friends with them. That doesn't mean they're not your relative anymore. That doesn't mean they're not your friend unless you want, uh-uh. unless you want it to mean that. But like you don't have to be connected on social media with them. Um, and so taking, setting boundaries on your social media, whether it's whether or not you have one, whether it's setting a timer where you're only on it for, you know, 10 minutes a day or whatever works for you. Those are two ways that you can set emotional boundaries. And those are the two that I'm going to work on. I'm sure there's more. If you have some that help you set emotional boundaries, please let me know. I would love to share those as well. Um, And the other part of this is setting physical boundaries. And I've heard of this, right? Like we've all heard about setting physical boundaries, distancing ourselves from, you know, toxic people, people that, you know, don't serve us any benefits, right? Like it's just not a good relationship. We've heard of that, right? And so this idea of setting boundaries with family, with friends, with acquaintances, with coworkers, you know, whoever you need to set boundaries with for your own mental health. That doesn't mean, you know, again, that that you're not friends with them. That doesn't mean that you're you're not related to them if you don't want it to mean that. Like, if you just want to cut someone off, like, you don't owe anyone, anybody, anything. Like, if you want to cut someone off, cold turkey, cut them off. If that's what you need to do for yourself, do it. Like, your main priority for setting boundaries is always your own health. So, and and one of the reasons I really struggled with this idea of like setting physical boundaries too is like the holidays are coming up you guys right people travel to go see family and friends for the holidays you know thanksgiving hanukkah kwanzaa christmas coming up new year's coming up like it's the holiday season and that means seeing a lot of family and seeing a lot of friends and that can be really really difficult especially if it's people you don't necessarily want to see and so setting this physical boundary like my choice for setting a physical boundary is not, I don't want to see them at all. It's, I can see them in doses. (laughs) Like I can be in the same room. That's fine. I don't have to sit and chit chat with them. I can say hi, I can say bye and be done. Like I don't, one thing that I personally don't like is, and, and this has happened in the past where I'm like, well, I can hang out with this relative, but they won't hang out if so-and-so is there. And so now it's this whole, like, now I have to schedule shit because I can only see this relative if this relative's not there. And like, no, that's stupid. It's messy. I I don't want to deal with that. That's complicated. I'm okay with, I can be in the same room. I can be there. That's fine. I don't have to talk to them. I'm here to see other people. So reminding myself that like having that physical boundary of, I only need to be around them for 30 minutes, right? Like that's it. I don't have to hang out with them. I don't have to, you know, have an extended stay, right? I'm only going to go visit this friend or this family member for the holiday, like only the day of Thanksgiving, only the day of Christmas, only on New Year's Day. I'm not going to stay for a whole week. I'm not staying for the weekend, right? You can set those boundaries. Another thing that my therapist brought up when it comes to physical boundaries that I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Huh? Um, is the opposite. 
And so it's not just setting boundaries for people who you don't want to see, but it's also setting a boundary of like, who do I need to see more of and spending more time with those people. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Like, yes, when we're, when we, we, we do things that bring us more joy when we need it. So like, why would you not want to see more of people that make you happy, right? That uplift you. And so if that means spending the holidays with a different side of your family instead, do that, right? Just because it's the holidays, it doesn't mean you have to see all your family. Like you could just see some of your family. And setting that boundary of like who you do and don't want to see, who you do and don't want to be around. Um, and so setting that that boundary of who do you want to see more of? And for some reason, I never thought of that. Like when I think of boundary, I think of like things you don't do, things you don't have, people not around you. But it could also mean the opposite too. Like more of this, more of those people, more of this feeling. And so this, this idea of setting emotional and physical boundaries, I think in the past, I've always done just one, but I really think you need both. Like you need both because it's not just about your surroundings. It's also about how your surroundings impact you, right? Like the feelings that you're feeling, the emotions that they invoke and trigger, how do you deal with those? And that's where I'm like, I felt lost and I like broke down and I'm just like, I have no idea. I have a lot of feelings. I'm, I'm a person with feelings and, and I don't know how to deal with it. And setting both emotional and physical boundaries, I think is the only way to go. But I will have to do a part two to this to let you know how it goes. Because if you're not a person that has set boundaries before, I would imagine this can be very difficult. And I imagine this is going to be kind of difficult for me too, um, especially the setting emotional boundaries because, well, again, like I said, I'm an empath. I can, I like to feel things that other people are feeling. I like to be able to relate to them. Um, and that's right now is just not something I can do. There's too much going on in the world, in my life where I can't feel everything right now. Um, and I do want to put a caveat, a note in that when my therapist brought up this idea of compartmentalizing, it can be a good thing, like in this situation where I, you know, I put my feelings in compartments and I deal with them one at a time. But I'm also aware that this can also be a bad thing, right? Like sometimes people compartmentalize their lives and then they never fully feel everything, right? They're never fully present. They don't live a full life or, you know, whatever, you know, I don't really know too much about compartmentalizing, but I'm also aware that like that could also not be a good thing. So there are, with therapy, with the things that we learn and unlearn in our lives, there is a season for everything, right? And what I mean by that is there are going to be tools that are helpful in one situation, but then in the next situation, they might not be. They might not be helpful. They might not serve you anymore. And that's okay. And, and my therapist brought this up because I, I brought up this idea or this topic of like, one of the things, one of my coping mechanisms is to 
um, you know, think about worst case scenario, right? Like to mentally prepare myself for things. Um, and like, especially when this comes to the topic of like death of losing someone. And so I'm like, my brain will go to worst case scenarios. So that way I like, I know what I'll do. And like, that's how I prepare myself. That's how I cope. And I'm like, but not every situation is a life or death situation, right? Like if someone's having, you know, their wisdom teeth removed, like, like the chances of them dying is not going to be very high. So like having that worst case scenario is not really beneficial. And so this idea of like, not every tool is going to serve you in every situation. Like, I just want to remind you of that because there are going to be times where we're in a situation and, and we try to use tools that helped us in the past. And then we feel frustrated because we don't feel like we're getting better. The situation's not getting better and we're trying, but the tools that we're trying to use are the wrong ones. And so like you, you can't make progress if you're using the wrong tools, right? So this was a lot. <laughs> I'm going through a lot. I'm feeling a lot. Um, and, and that's okay. And I just, I want to leave with the reminder that go to therapy, reach out to friends, reach out to me. I'm happy to talk. Like I, I, I don't have my shit figured out. Like I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying, well, I know what to do for everything because I don't. But I, I'm here to figure out life and things with you. Like we're in this together. I am sharing things I learned in therapy in case you can't afford it, in case you don't have time to go to therapy or you're not ready. And that's okay. But I still want to make sure that you can benefit from my privileges, right? So take care of yourself. Go to therapy if you can. Share this episode if it's helpful. And let me know what boundaries you set that are helpful for you. Um, especially with so much going on in the news with Israel and Palestine. It's just, it's a lot. And we're, I think a lot of us are feeling a lot of things, right? And, and we have a lot of questions and we have a lot of emotions about things. And, and there's, there's so much going on that it's overwhelming. And it's, it's okay if you don't want to feel those things. If you don't want to feel all these things all the time. Um, you know, you do what you have to do for yourself and for your mental health. And that's not something to be guilty about. And I will have to remind myself of that last part. Um, but <sighs> I'm here. We're here. We're, we're surviving another week, one day at a time. And we'll get through this just like we've gotten through everything else because we're badasses. I love you. I will talk to you next week. Bye. If this episode was helpful, please share it with your mom, your friend, your neighbor, everyone. Help me spread this word as far as possible because we can all use a friend that gets us and that's there for us. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next episode.